Welcome back to CITR 101.9 FM. My name is Will Riley, and together with my twin brother Liam, we are the hosts of the bi-weekly radio show presented by the UBC Film Society, The Real World. This week, we are joined by Michael Dang, UBC Film Society's film liaison. Together, we will talk about the 2013 Coen Brothers film, Inside Lewin Davis. Earlier this week, the Film Society kicked off their weekly screenings with a double feature of Inside Lewin Davis and Smithereens. Make sure to come out every Thursday at 7 p.m. to watch an amazing collection of films put together by Michael. You are listening to The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM. We are broadcasting and recording this show on the unceded and ancestral territory of the Musqueam people. This episode is made possible by the Community Radio Fund of Canada's Radio Meters program. Okay, so uh, we are here with uh, Michael Dang, the UBC Film Stock curator. Um, mm. Michael, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I am very scared and nervous about this about this uh, show because of this new format that I, I assume that you guys will introduce, but I'm very excited slash nervous about it. I'll just say that if this is a 45 minute show by minute 44, I'll probably be crying and sobbing and like begging, pleading, trading, stealing, all that stuff. Cause this, this movie means a lot to me. There's a lot of emotions. <laughs> for sure. That's yeah. understandable. That leads us into Inside Lewin Davis. Yes. Why did you select that as your first film to show in the And why did you pair it with what you're pairing it with? Okay, so I'm pairing it with the movie uh, Smithereens, which is um, from 1979, I believe. I believe it's like cusp. It might have been shot in 79, but put out in I like... think it was released in 82. 82? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you for correcting 82. me. Gotcha, go. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. It's a movie by Susan Settleman, and it's um, this uh, film about this <laughs> this uh, this young woman named Ren, who uh, she kind of runs away from her home in New Jersey to kind of be a figure of the punk rock scene. But then when she's there, she figures out that the punk rock scene is basically dead in New York, and it's kind of um, it re- it's it's one of those seventies movies that like shows literally how much of a hellfire new york was in like the late seven in like the 70s and early 80s mm-hmm. um but it kind of takes a 
it's uh and not so much kind of like scorsese in that way it's kind of more like um i know andy warhol wasn't a punk but you know the more sort of like artistic underground scene in that time which is a time that i personally find quite interesting mm -hmm. about new york and the reason why I kind of pit these two together is, I guess this is probably more of an obvious pairing in terms of, like, both of these films are, like, my favorite type of, like, film structure, which is kind of character studies that are, like, almost kind of road movies in the yeah. way that it's, like, one character goes and encounters a bunch of different people it's almost episodic in a way mm -hmm. I was um trying to think of other movies like this uh Francis Haas a lot like this where it's um uh the uh, the Noah Baumbach movie it's from the same year as Lewin Davis actually too and yeah. I always mm -hmm. thought of those Stronger. two yeah I always thought of those two kind of as companion pieces to each other maybe even a gender flip of each other mm -hmm. um uh another example is like my favorite Fellini is Knights of Cabiria I love, yes, that's yeah, very, so, it's, I can see the connection there. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, like these characters go on an odyssey through this like world that challenges their identity almost. Um, and they kind of have to come out the other side of it and kind of look at themselves. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, brother, where art thou is kind of like that too, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I love the Coen brothers, but this, this is my personal favorite Coen brothers movie. And it's like not even close. Like I love, Hey, I love the dude as much as anybody else, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Maud Lebowski, I'm the one who took your rug, but this is <laughs> this is my movie and it will become yeah. well, no, this is this could be all of our movies, but this is if you had to put a gun to my head and like a gun to like my whole family, I would probably say Inside Lewin Davis is my favorite movie. It's yeah. definitely top three, and like the reason for that will be apparent very soon but I want to let you guys speak because I've been talking for like 10 minutes straight. No, it's okay. Like, That's I perfect. mean, I honestly, Inside Lewin Davis, for for me at least, is a really important movie as well. Um, I don't know about you, but the first time I saw it, it was, um, it didn't really hit me like really hard right away. Um, I remember thinking, wow, that was really good. Um, I'm not sure it was great. And then literally every day after that, I couldn't stop thinking about it. As I was watching other movies, I kept thinking about Inside Lewin Davis. Um, and then I revisited it and it became an instant honestly same as you top three movie for me um hey, yeah, yeah it's it's for yeah it's it rivals the fly for me um <laughs> which is saying something uh, i know how much yeah. liam loves the fly the fly yeah don't get me yeah. on the fly i can go <laughs> on for hours and hours um but i it's it's honestly a very uh a very important movie to me um and so i'm super excited to be talking about it um yeah like what was your first like how did you kind of react to it the first time you saw it it was a grower on me too, I would have to say. And can you guys hear me okay? Is this yeah. like, is the mic working well? Okay, yeah, cool. Perfect, perfect, okay, yeah. great, yeah, yeah. It was a grower for me as well, but it was one where it's, yeah, it like, I, I, I feel like that's kind of a read for a lot of people where they're almost kind of, it's almost kind of cold at first and that's almost yeah. by design because like, you know, the, the tones and the colors are like, I think about the colors of this movie and they're all very kind of gray and like the not fun time of winter where like snow is yeah. still around but like it's mostly melted and like everything sad looking um I'm th I, yeah I think it's kind of pretty much grays and like off whites I would yeah, say like some, almost some kind brownish of like some dirty some dirty blues especially on that on the highway scene it's kind of like I mean the highway scene is beautiful but the whole film has this like sheen over it like this mm -hmm. this hazy sheen that kind of makes it feel kind of grimy but also kind of like it's out of like it's it's not it's a it's a it's a transformative experience because it's not like this world that we live in it's mm -hmm. it's yeah. very i mean obviously they were um the coen brothers kind of wrote the film like it's an odyssey and mm -hmm. it kind of feels like it kind of dips into fantasy a little bit sometimes um exactly visually, that's the visually way. for sure yeah, yeah. and it, i mean it's it's definitely a through line through their through their work and i think it and in, the, in this film specifically, it kind of is like the best executed uh, like Odyssey in their films, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, because it's so it's it's subtle enough, but it also um, I don't. It just feels like it accentuates everything they're trying to say about the film. Um, and so, yeah, obviously, I mean that's it's a through line in all their work, but I, I love it in this film. Um, but yeah, you're right about the about the kind of 
the color and the just the general aesthetic. Um, it's kind of it and the way it, it kind of hits you as a, on a first watch. It's not mm. it's not a, a boisterous film. It's not a um, it's not a an exciting or it's not like a the presentation is very much um, subdued and subtle. Mm, um, yeah. and so that's not the kind of thing that's going to jump out at you sometimes right away, but it, it absolutely will, will sit with you if you're willing to sit with it. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, I guess, I guess I have to say op the opposite for both of you. I mean, I instantly like really loved it. Um, mm, yeah. I had the expectations thrown onto me by Liam telling me we had to, when we were watching it, that it was going to be amazing. And I, I normally that like makes me, uh, dislike a movie, uh, <laughs> based on those expectations, but they surpassed them for me. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I'm, I can't say it's my top three film of all time. So I'm I'm coming at it from a different angle from you guys. But yeah, I'm excited to we're have like that perspective. We're relatively on the same page, though. None of us hate yeah. it, which is good. Oh, yeah. I think it's, it's <laughs> certainly a top top three Cohen at least, and and maybe okay. my favorite Cohen. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right. I mean it's it's also it's it's a great movie to show people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've showed it to Will. I've showed it to my mom. My mom loves it. Oh, yeah. that's so it's, sweet. That's that's a, that's it's saying actually, something. It's hard to show a movie that our mom loves. She's yeah, very critical. She's very critical, and this one kind of just hit her like that, and she wasn't she wasn't ready for it. And um, mm -hmm. so I'm excited to see how kind of how the film society reacts to it. A lot I know a lot of people haven't seen it yet, so yeah. it's gonna be fun. Um, so let's just introduce our the kind of schematic of our show. Go um, for it. Before before we do that, we are gonna take a quick break. We're gonna go to a song. Music. Um, yeah, music, that's what we do on the radio. Yep. From Yarmouth Harbor we set sail The wind was blowing the devil of a gale All our ringtails set and our baffin was in peak And the dolphin striker plowing up the deep With the big bow wow Captain comes up from down below. He looks aloft and he looks alow. He looks alow and he looks aloft. Saying, Kyle, these ropes, bars fore and aft. With the big bow wow, tower row, fodder all the right all day. Back to his cabin he quickly crawls. And onto the steward he loudly calls. Go and bring me a glass that will make me cough for it's better weather here than it is up aloft with a big bow wow tower on the deck with the blasted rain pouring down our necks not a drop of grub will he to us afford but he'll damn our eyes with every other word with the big bow wow tower sailors crave for him to find a watery grave we'll shove him down in a dark deep hole where the sharks will have his body and the devil take his soul with a big bow wow tower In the context of Vancouver's opioid crisis CATR would like to take a moment to share some harm reduction strategies Try not to do drugs alone when going out, let friends know what drugs you're taking and make sure someone has an Unloxone kit. If you're able to, get your drugs tested before taking them. Avoid mixing opioids with alcohol or stimulants. Remember that opioids can include painkillers prescribed by a doctor, and it's possible for any drugs to be contaminated with opioids. Learn the signs of opioid overdose, which include, but are not limited to, unresponsiveness or unconsciousness, inability to speak, breathing that is slow, erratic, or has stopped completely, heartbeat that is slow, erratic, or has stopped completely, skin tone that has turned blue or gray, choking or gurgling sounds. If you think someone is overdosing, call 911 immediately. Start rescue breathing and administer naloxone if you have it. You cannot get in trouble for being on drugs, so always call 911 in an emergency. For more information about naloxone kits and training, visit towardtheheart.com. Thank you and stay safe.
Red Cat Records is an amazing artist-owned and operated record store. Shop from their diverse online music collection and get free shipping within Vancouver and the Lower Mainland with the purchase of two or more LPs. If you would like to further support them through the evolving COVID-19 crisis, you can do so by buying a gift card to use at a later date. Visit www.redcat.ca for more information. Okay, welcome back. Uh, so what we're going to do now is talk about how this show is going to be structured. Um, so how we're going to do this is we're going to do a bit of a draft. Um, we've divided a couple of different categories that each of us have to draw from. So the four categories are this. Uh, song, a scene, a character, and a wild card pick. So we will select a draft order for all, all three of us, and we will snake up and down the draft. So say Liam is first, Michael second, I'm third. It'll go Liam, Michael, Will, Will, Liam, Michael. No, Will, Michael, Liam. Yeah. Same, whatever. The person who picks uh, third also picks fourth. Yeah. The person who picks first picks sixth. Yes. So okay. there's a bit of strategy that goes into this. This is the um, most like sports related thing I've done in like maybe <laughs> 10 years of my life. So yeah. yeah, you guys might have to lead me through this because I'm just like the snake thing. I'm like the snake thing can throw you off. But smi very... smiling and nodding. Smiling yeah, and yes. nodding. Yeah. Another very important thing. You do not have to select a category for a specific round. You can select any category whenever you like, but you have to fill in oh, cool. all the categories. Yeah. So that okay. adds into the uh strategy i guess you have to select which category is more important to you and then yeah so if you decide you need to have al cody and you're not gonna not get al cody you pick al cody as your character first and then you say i'm okay with whatever scene i get or you know any variation of that but um without further ado i think it's time to set our draft order the draft order so oh, what we've done okay. is so what we've done is we have our names in a hat it's physical um, amazing yeah, so we're not doing anything on the computer. So we're going to go first. Oh, gonna... no. So here we are. Will. Will's taking first. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Michael, number two pick. That's a okay, good spot cool. for you. Okay, cool. Yeah, and that's a good spot. Me... I, can, I can take that. Take your hat. Okay, so me, I am third. Um, so first, before we go to our picks, let's yes. just say, do you have any strategy going into this? No, I just have my emotions, which are very heated. And <laughs> like I said in the start of the podcast, I'm in at 44 out of this 45-minute show. I might be crying and begging and pleading for you to trade. I'm, I'll be like, I trade literally all four of my picks for your one. <laughs> I'm okay. going to, yeah. And then you'll automatically win because you have like eight. But like, <laughs> I don't understand how sports works. Yeah, I'm sorry. It, you guys are more sports. It I is am. a very sports thing, but. I think yeah. it's fun to infuse a bit of a, you know, a bit of competition into this. Yeah. Or otherwise, yeah. what's the point? Anyways. Yeah. yeah you said uh, it was going to be friendly competition, but this movie, oh, this movie for me is going to be like very deeply emotional. And I will, I will cry. <laughs> I will cry during this podcast, everyone. I, I hope so. Oh, that, radio, that's radio good. show. Sorry. That's good, podcast. Uh, radio show. Yeah. We're old. old radio old show. Media. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Old media. Okay. So we'll go ahead. You're the first pick. Okay. We'll I feel go. like this is a very uh, precarious okay. position I'm put in. Um, yeah, pressure's on. But I knew going into this that I had a pick that I, I, I was going to pick no matter what uh, for my first pick. And it is a scene. It uh, is the scene where Lewin is taking the cat through the subway. Oh, yes. is this, is this, okay, so is this the it's early in the beginning scene of, the of this? Yes, it's, it's the early scene. Uh, it's after the cat gets out of the house and Lewin phones uh, the Gorefines and lets them know that he's bringing them to gene and jim's yeah um and the cat what strikes me the scene was so like it it like hit me so hard is when the cat is looking out out the window at mm. the subway and seeing the subway tick by and then we see the reflection of the cat in the mirror of the, like the window and mm. it like the look of awe on the cat was just like that was it's, like my look while watching the film it's watching it's like watching the um the street signs in the subway fly by and it's got this motion blur yeah um, and the cat had obviously never been outside before. So it was seeing this outside <laughs> world for the first time. And it was like, it was, it was like seeing this film for the first time. That's how I felt. I mean, it's also a bit like the cat, obviously the cat's name is Ulysses mm -hmm. and it goes on a, it goes on a journey. Um, oh like yes, the, it does. The cat Symbolism. is like a fish, a fish out of water in the New York subway. It's kind of beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. 
it did almost i, I almost cried watching that scene that was yeah. that scene hit me it's yeah. very early on in the film so it, it sets you up good yeah that's that's actually a scene that i think about a lot too that's a that's a that's a beautiful one and that one that's also that's also set to fairly well right yes indeed it yes is. very early the like the the studio duo version of fairly well yeah, which is yeah, uh, yeah. featuring marcus mumford featuring marcus mumford this is the only mumford yeah. and sons adjacent yeah. record yeah. i own in my collection <laughs> <laughs> oh no okay again also married to marcus mumford yes interesting that's an interesting did that happen after the movie i think that was before okay. i want to say that that's before um well it's it's definitely an interesting i think i think marcus mumford did an excellent job with uh with that song but we should probably save that song for later in case someone drafts it oh yes um, oh yes song okay so yeah, am I next? so so let's go yeah michael you, you can go next you're next and you can oh, pick anything okay this is okay i'm so happy thing. you picked a scene because i'm okay my wild card pick is like very very important to me but that almost might mix with another category so i need Cap i'm gonna need... there can be there can be overlap okay beautiful yeah yeah okay so this okay this is how long are we, how we're like 20 minutes into this this is this is where my true like i'm this is where i'm gonna let my freak flag fly <laughs> wild card is my wild card pick is built on the notion that character and performance are different things and so i'm drafting oscar isaac Mm. Mm. that that's it yeah off the board that's an incredible pick yeah okay i just want to start with this right now oscar isaac is my favorite actor of all time and there's no competition for me i love him literally so much this is um this is um this is coming off of like a very big week in the Oscar Isaac fandom, which I am yeah. a part, like I am like vaguely a part of on Tumblr. Um, <laughs> where it's, um, he he went to the Venice Film Festival and he debuted um, Dune, Dune, Card Counter, Card Counter, and yeah. scenes from a marriage. And there is um, a lot of great suits. Oh man, that's maybe the most beautiful man I have ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Just like, That's I, fair enough. There, there are no words to describe how much I love him. I went to, um, he did a production of Hamlet in 2015, and I'm going to humble bright here. I went, I went to New York to go see Oscar Isaac. That wow. is how much I love him. Wow. And this is going to be like a bit nerdy for me. <laughs> this is going to be a bit like humble braggy, but um this is okay. This is I. I got his wife, Elvira Lind, who's nominated for an Academy Award on Norm Selects last yeah. year. And yes. Like my mind exploded that she yeah. was like willing to work with me and talk with me, and she is also so beautiful and so talented, yeah. and I love her so much. Anyway, I love Oscar. We made Isaac. A, a, be a beautiful short film, by the way. Yeah, uh, the letter was, room. Well, yeah, the letter room was a really good short film. Featuring also Oscar with, Isaac. with also with yeah. Oscar Isaac, also looking yeah. beautiful with his beautiful facial hair. Yeah, um, mustache. Yeah, amazing. I just want to say the wild my wild card picks. Number one wild card picks was Oscar Isaac. Number two was Oscar Isaac's beard. Number three was Oscar Isaac's hair. And <laughs> four was Oscar Isaac's guitar skills because I just I it like. Now my feelings won't be hurt in this draft because it's just so yeah. important for me that I just, I I love him so much. Should add Oscar Isaac's fingerless gloves to that list. Oh those, yes, those are, those are wonderful. Predating yeah. Avril Lavigne for the fingerless gloves <laughs> yeah, trend. What what a look! What a look! Just walking through the snow of Chicago with so the fingerless I, gloves. So I just think we should give the the people a little like a little bit of context this is considered oscar isaac's breakout role yes. so he's um he was born in guatemala on march 9th 1979 he moves to the states i believe it's to like florida or something um yeah, yeah it's to florida i shouldn't say i shouldn't act like i don't know that <laughs> but anyway so he goes to juilliard in 04 um he's in a ska band called the blinking underdogs who opens for Green Day in the late 90s and early 2000s. Wow. That's a great, that's, that's a great deep cut. <laughs> I love that. 
<laughs> and then he goes to Juilliard, I want to say like, oh no, I think I said this, sometime 03, 04. Mm-hmm. And then he's in like a bunch of like off-Broadway productions. He's in public theaters, Shakespeare in the Park, version of Romeo Juliet. And then he starts getting some supporting roles. He's in this movie directed by Madonna called W.E. He's in Sucker Punch. He's in, um, what's that other movie? He's in Ballybo, which is this like pretty good yeah. Australian movie that I, that I, I quite like because he is in it and like watching mm-hmm. him is very important to me. <laughs> and then, so I just want to say he's like, they didn't have to Lena Lamont him in this movie. This is all him singing. This is all him playing oh, guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he is the most beautiful male voice I have ever heard in my life. His his folk singing is like, he's the perfect folk singer mm. for yes. a movie like this. And like, I, I, we, I watched, we have the Criterion um, edition of the film. And oh so yeah, watched, me too. Oh I my I had, God, yeah. yes. It's, a, that's, yeah. it's such a must have, but um, he... Yeah. Uh, he, his I, obviously you can watch the documentary but it's it's very clear like the Coen brothers were not going to make this film until they if, if unless they found Oscar Isaac and so it's just I guess we're just given a great gift that Oscar Isaac can play the guitar and sing like he can because he's it's it's actually astounding because the his his playing it, it kind of looks kind of like simple but it's actually really really complex the way he's playing um these folk songs and it's not something that people can just pick up a guitar and do um mm-hmm. He had some, I, th- I, from my understanding, he had some training and he kind of worked on it really hard and it, and it really shows. And he has performed these songs, um, like since the movie has come out, uh, yes, which is yes. really, which is really great. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he, this movie kind of like in line with, um, what, like Ex Machina and, yeah. oh. and Drive, like that kind of like shot him into, into the atmosphere. And then he did obviously Star Wars and now he's just blowing up even more like it's I, like i don't know i want you to know him. i am wearing my poe dameron shirt <laughs> this podcast, and i have my funko pop of duke leto atreides right here because uh, this is what i need to get me through just the day yeah i, I also just want to just say like one last thing about this performance this is a very very tricky role not only is he like in every scene of this movie he basically carries this film quite literally yeah. But this is, I think by all accounts, a character who it's really easy to kind of root against, honestly, in a lot of ways. Like he's very kind of smug and mean to people. And I think, I just wanted to put, I just put down here two actors who they were considering playing this. And I also just want to put a trigger warning for both of them. James Franco was almost in this role. Oh no. And Casey Affleck was almost in this role. Oh, Ew. I, that's, that's, yeah. that is, that. That's like that one sound, like the squishy sound. <laughs> you know, that, that, <laughs> oh, no. Hey, yeah, neither of them James, can sing, I don't think. Yeah. But it's just, you I mean, need... who knows with Coen Brothers directing, like, who knows? But I still can't imagine that working. Because, I mean, his character, he's, I mean, every, like, his first, the first time we see him, he's playing a song, obviously, it's beautiful. And then yeah. he kind of goes around and then he he comes to the bar with um gene and jim and he gets called up or he thinks he's getting called to play the guitar and <laughs> yeah. he's like oh i don't have my guitar and it's like yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't we shouldn't like this guy right but through the coen brothers directing and through his performance which is so subtle and so mm-hmm. like universally relatable as someone who's has aspirations um it's it's actually astounding that we that we're that we like him so much and that we care for him as much mm-hmm. as we do because mm-hmm. he really is he, the guy sucks at to some degree Mm-hmm. But he has redeeming qualities and his the way he kind of like sh- like lets those shine out a bit um in like really fragmented pieces is I mean it's it's incredible and I can't imagine James Franco doing that. You know, it's like his eyes, it's it's a thing, it's a recurring theme in the movie that like even his manager Mel and and Carrie Mulligan's character Jane and mm-hmm. all these characters, he has like trouble looking at them like directly in the eye and like making direct eye contact. And I think the way he plays this character kind of very subtly and like not really through words is that just like, yeah, he's kind of a grouch and he's kind of, you know, a Richard. I'm not sure if I should swear on this, on this radio show, 
but I think, I think it's okay. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah okay. okay. He yeah, he's a dick sometimes. Yeah. But you know, it's but it comes from and there's even hints of this in the script, like his 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 partner, you know, took his own life and that sort of thing. But it, I think you get just from this performance and even just from the way that his face looks and his eyes, the fact they can't look at people straight in the face, he's just a very hurt man. Mm-hmm. He's very just you know, he doesn't trust people because he's been hurt so many times. Yeah. And he's tired. I mean, the, when he says he's tired, it's like, yep. so like, it, it just that when he says I'm tired, I just, and, and I thought like a good sleep would help and it's, and it didn't. And like, that just makes it kind of reverberates and it really like struck a chord with me. Um, not that I'm like tired like that, but you know, it oh, totally makes sense to me. Okay. That's <laughs> well, then it's even more relatable. For I was me. just like relatable. Yeah. The yeah. reason why I like one of the reasons why I like this movie so much and the like the main reason is I get to like watch Oscar Isaac for two hours. But the second <laughs> reason is that it's just like a very and this probably says more about me than the movie, but it's like it's just a movie about disappointment and mm-hmm. how relatable is that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. It's I mean, f- for us, like we we're aspiring filmmakers mm-hmm. and so we're like aspiring artists, I guess. And so, mm-hmm. you know, like like you can really see a lot of the like I can relate a lot to some of the scenes where he talks about, you know, being careerist or whatever, or being, um, or when he talks to his his sister, and he kind of is, you know, he's just kind of like, he wants to to do what he wants to do, but it's just not really working, and mm, so yeah. it's like very, it's very much like relatable in that sense, at least to me. Um, so, anyways, I should probably move on and take my pick because yeah. I, know. I have two picks, big wraparound. Picks I have here. big wraparound. I know picks. exactly. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of stay where we're at, and so for my wild card. I'm taking um, the live performance of their music in yeah. general. The yeah. fact that they that the fact that they shot the, every single scene where there was music, it was it was truly live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. for a Coen Brothers thing to to use multicam is obviously not something they're very comfortable with. It's not something they want to do. And obviously, the first scene in the Gaslight, um, they have I think four angles, and they kind of just get it live. And mm-hmm. like I just really respect the fact that they went. That they that they kind of did something they didn't want to do probably, and they knew like this is the right way to do it. This is the we have a talented we have all these talented like musicians, um, in Oscar Isaac and Justin Timberlake even that we want to kind of and even uh-huh. in Stark Sands. What's his, what is, is uh in the movie the the army guy? What's his name again? Ooh. Um, <laughs> Troy name. Nelson. Troy, Troy Nelson, yeah, yeah and who's Troy. who's like really a really talented musician. And, and so I'm kind it's of like giving it away, but th- that was one of my four character picks with Troy Nelson. Troy, Troy Nelson, great character. Just with the cereal, just the slurping yeah. the cereal. <laughs> that, that, that was actually my wild card. One of my wild card picks was waking up Lewin with the cereal, chewing on it, and then he takes a sip. <laughs> yeah, it's just a great. It's great. It's one, and then Lewin just gets in the couch. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, the, the live performance is astounding. You know, uh, Oscar Isaac gives. I mean, just back to back to back, all these songs he sings are really incredible. And the and the arrangements by uh what's it, T-Bone T-Bone uh, Burnett. T-Bone Burnett. Yeah. I yeah. mean T-Bone Burnett and Marcus Mumford and Oscar Isaac worked really, really hard on the on the music. And I think the music is just it's like so listenable and it's so relatable and it's so folk. Um, in like a pre-Bob Dylan way, which I really appreciate. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. it's like very like this film introduced me to Dave Van Rock. And, yeah. um, and Dave Van Ronk is like incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you can see where the Dave Van Ronk stuff comes from in the, in the music, how it kind of is a precursor to Bob Dylan's more um, progressive approach to, to, to folk. Yeah. Uh, so that's like, that's, yeah. So I'm super happy with that wildcard pick. Nice. Now I got to yeah. figure out what's my, what my next pick is. Okay. Um, so what do we snake around to? Is that, so it's does me, that mean it's me and then Okay. You. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So I think I'm going to take, uh oh i can I, there's so many options i kind of want to okay i think the right thing to do is to take the scene in which uh lewin sings to mel grossman to bug yeah. grossman, not mel yeah to bug grossman. Mel is a in different the, character mel, yeah. mel is his mel is his agent to bug yes. grossman i got them mixed up to bug yeah. grossman in uh in the where's the what is the name of the i think i wrote that down the name it's of f the, murray it's f murray abraham it's yeah, in no, chicago f. Murray abraham, right he's yeah it's in chicago it's in chicago I, I wrote down the name of the uh of the the place he sang in i don't know i thought that was interesting anyways uh that scene is kind of like it's uh 
it's I mean it's really hard to watch because he kind of yeah. pulls his heart out and he's another time he sings a beautiful song mm. a song that I thought of picking but I guess I won't um it's and like you can see F. Murray Abraham kind of like can, he can see that Lewin is talented and it just it's just the stars aren't gonna align it's just not a fit and I don't see much money here yeah isn't he's that the green. line or... such a devastating yeah it's, that's it yeah it's such a devastating it's a dev- it's like uh, just a thud and and it's you know he's, he's not green and it's like it he's i mean he's he's given like such an incredible performance of such a like a really good rendition of a of a classic folk song and it's just hard to it's hard to see it and then obviously he brings up the fact that he should get together with a partner and you know lewin doesn't he's still dealing with the trauma of his partner having killed himself yeah. And it's um, it's a really sad scene, and it kind of, to me, it kind of like captures the entire film in one. Yeah. It's like, it presents him as this incredible musician. It kind of describes his struggles, and it ultimately, it's just kind of like melancholic, but also kind of depressing. And but it's also you can say like, he he did a really he he made, he did a really good performance. He made he, he was excellent, and that, and maybe that's what matters, right? Like maybe yeah. that's for him like. He kind of has to, so we can talk about the change thing, whether he changes as a person, but he is, you know, he's, he is doing his art, which is something to say. He's kind of, he's actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, yeah, that scene is like really, I remember, I remember the first time I watched the film, even then that scene really stuck out to me and it was really powerful. Just the, mm-hmm. I mean, the staging of it, the way he's sitting in this, like he's sitting in the, in the seating area of a stage and he's, you know, the, the curtains are down, the, it's like there's haze in the room. It's it's this like very glossy kind of like a, like approach to to shooting the film. Uh, yeah, I just and but I mean F. Murray Abraham like just a great cameo for him. Just really good performance. You know he's obviously very good in everything he does. But for a Coen Brothers film, the cameos are always great, and he was one of them. I so. know, and it's so devastating for a viewer just because like Lewin literally goes out of his way to like hitchhike for this audition mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then he doesn't even blow it he does very well yeah and I mean you can see his you can see his face as he's like he's looking at like he's leaning forward and like really just he's giving everything he's got and you can and you can see that and you kind of have this idea like oh it's gonna work right and it doesn't well, work. like it's Oscar Isaac singing with a guitar like my eyes yeah. turn into hearts and I'm like swooning <laughs> on the ground <laughs> yeah did you it's guys great. know how much I love Oscar Isaac before? I didn't. I didn't expect the shirt. No. I'll be honest. <laughs> I didn't expect the shirt. But it all makes sense now. No. Everything makes sense. Yeah. He is. He is. Uh, he's. Okay. Wait. He's is it my turn now? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go back to you. Yes. Okay. Um. So we have song character scene, right? Is yeah, the right. other ones that I have to take. I'll take fairly well in terms of song. Um, great pick yeah because I think that that song in a lot of ways kind of bookends the film and is very representative of this sort of character's arc because you know I think like a big kind of breakthrough moment for him toward the end of the movie before we you know spoiler alert learned that you know nothing really is going to change for him but um the thought that it might is that he revisits that song again and that song yes. is so integral to his relationship and his work life with his partner who you know killed himself before the story time is it story time you guys know say like the diegetic it was yes it's it's, yeah something like that i was trying to like use like boardwell and thompson lingo that was not coming to me yeah the boardwell and thompson you have to be (laughs) you have to be on top of that stuff you're not allowed on the show no (laughs) yeah yeah it's okay. It okay. Also, yeah. that song just makes me cry. I don't know why, because Oscar. So I had an interesting so idea about this. Mm-hmm. Technically, because the way this song comes on is mm-hmm. Lewin is is in the Gorfine's house and he finds the record and he puts the record on, and we see that it's his dual record with 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 uh, Timlin. It was Lewin Mike, Davis and yeah. Timlin. Yeah, Mike Timlin. Yeah. So the song starts playing, and I'm wondering, is that song diegetic because it's Oscar Isaac singing with Marcus Mumford? In which case, Marcus Mumford yep. plays. Is he is Mike Timlin, right? Yeah. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah, it's just a weird thing that I thought of. Like they're singing together. It's it is supposedly diegetic because it starts playing as the record starts playing. Yeah. 
And now we know Marcus Mumford is, or we supposedly are hearing uh, Mike Timlin. And so I thought that was like really interesting. Like, uh, you know, maybe Marcus Mumford is Mike Timlin. But yeah, it's a good Is, is he on the album season. cover? Because they vaguely show the album cover. Yes, it was, it's too, it's not Marcus. That's the not, thing. It's not Marcus Mumford. Yeah. But, I but they could have Lena Lamonted him. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's, it's interesting. But I, that was an interesting thought I had. Um, that was actually the song I was gonna pick. So you kind of threw me. Oh, me so, for a uh, sorry. I, that's okay. I will admit that was my that was my the first song that I wanted. I think so. that's the default song. It's yeah. the best. Yeah. It's, all these songs are beautiful. I mean, that song is is especially the way you said like it bookends the film. Yeah. And Not you kind to of, please, Mr. Kennedy. <laughs> that hey, spoilers. <laughs> well, let's 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 save that for okay, later. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. But like that, like that way, the way he revisits it, you're right because the film is kind of about like can these people change. And can yeah. can this guy get over something that's like really really difficult to get over? And we're ultimately left with the answer like maybe because yeah. the the film the film begins with him singing. I can't remember is it is he singing that song? Because I remember he comes out of the out of the performance. No, and, and the bar doesn't. the bar owner says like uh, I can't remember the bar owner's name. Was, the guy's hilarious by the way. Yeah. He says like you and Timlin or you and Davies to sing that song. Remember that in the beginning. So he is singing a song that he that he sang with his partner. Yeah. In the beginning of the film. Um, it's hang me hang me yeah yeah is the first song there's yeah. is there, aren't there two songs in the beginning though doesn't he oh are songs? there i think yeah i think you're oh okay right. yeah and so i keep thinking well i had the same thought as you as i was walking over here actually i was like that song like he he finally has gotten over it but then it's like well has he gotten over it because obviously the film's sort of like a loop almost he goes is, back and yeah. plays it he goes back and, and plays the song in the beginning of the film mm-hmm. and so it's more like it's maybe it's like this kind of demonstration of the ups and downs as an artist that he goes through and he gets to a point where he doesn't want to sing the song anymore and then he kind of realizes like he has to sing the song and then he keeps and he keeps going up and down like a like a wave almost mm-hmm. um but it's like if you kind of forget that he sings that song in the beginning of the film or whatever yeah. i can't remember what song it is but he sings one of his songs with his with that he sang with mike in the beginning of the film and it's yeah i remember like the first six times i watched the movie i forgot that he did that Mm-hmm. Um, but this time I was like, very, I was like, I'm going to think about this. I'm going to be aware of it, but yeah. Anyways, great pick. Yeah. Perfect. And I will finish the second round. I, I feel like I've been put in a corner here where I have to pick a character because no one's taken a character yet. Um, I think there are some obvious picks out there, but mm-hmm. I am going to take, uh, my favorite of the side characters and that is Johnny five. Oh, you're a Garrett Headland. Um, I was, well, was going to sure take Johnny you Five. Think. You were going to take Johnny. Johnny Five was not in my four, actually. Please really? Tell me on Johnny Five. I don't, Johnny Five is just so cool, and like his relationship <laughs> with uh, Roland Roland Turner is is so interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like when he when when Roland Turner is passed out, like having presumably a seizure or something he's in the bathroom. Overdosed. He's over today. He's overdose. Sorry. Yeah. And he just comes in. And he's just he's fine. It's, it's it's hilarious to me and then yeah. of course when they're driving along the highway and they get a, uh the cop knocks on the window and they arrest him and then he he lets out a line just like that you can barely hear i've written down here um uh right one moment um it's uh i've been in your jails it's not going to work <laughs> that's what he says as he's being dragged away <laughs> and I, I, I and just, you, and, and you believe it. Yeah, you believe yeah. like the jails yeah. aren't going to work. He's and I back. think that uh, Johnny Five got his way out of jail, and he made his way back to that car, and he found Roland Turner. <laughs> That's what I choose to believe. So, and then Roland Turner just couldn't also, tell the difference. And Roland Turner probably just woke up, and he's talking, Chill. blabbing on about some cheese, about about some jazz cheese music or something. Yeah, the mm-hmm. twelve notes in the scale. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. But the the another Johnny Five thing is remember the poem that he wrote that he read to Lewin? Yeah. That's oh. like it's a really good poem. And it's like, you know, this guy, he kind of looks like an oaf and he's a bit of a he's silent. And then suddenly he pours his heart out with this like really beautiful poem. Yeah. And you know, he seems a bit like he's introspective. He seems a bit ethereal almost because yeah. of the thing about the jail. Like he just he's gonna disappear and he's he's like he's kind of like a siren almost for Lewin Davis in mm-hmm. on his on his Odyssey. In a weird way, he's like a siren. I thought that's, I don't know. I thought that was, that's why I wanted to pick him. So you're putting me in a tough situation. Is it my turn again? Uh, we can do let, speed round. We're running out of time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll, well, what we'll do here is we'll go to a song break. And then we're going to speed round. Yeah. So okay, we'll see you after the song break.
just uh, heard a song and we're going to do a quick speed round to get us through the next two rounds of this yeah. draft. So, okay. uh, so I'm up next again, oh, you're up since next. I'm okay. speaking. So what I will take will be, I, I'm going to take my song and my song is going to be a hundred miles and I'm selecting hundred wow. miles because yeah. I think the performance with Gene, Jim and uh, and Troy is is amazing and i loved it and i and of course it's book it's it's bookended by or it's during that scene we see uh lewin uh talking to the club owner and then we get paid off later when the club owner says that he's um he's had uh relations with gene um and i just think it's a great it's a great scene as well but the song the look carrie mulligan gives uh oscar isaac in that while, while she's singing is really is just perfect and that's an instant add to my spotify i listen to that almost every single day Okay, but I would keep Oscar Isaac's baby. That's what <laughs> yeah. I would do. Yeah, that song that's... doesn't have enough Oscar Isaac for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. That's that's a good point. This yeah. is an Oscar Isaac movie. This is an Oscar Isaac. song without Oscar Isaac. I might. I'm spreading might... out here. I'm spreading. Yeah, out I might. Okay, I might gotcha. surprise you with my song pick actually, because you've really thrown me for a loop when you picked uh, the best song in the film. Okay, who's next? Uh, it... It's it's Michael. you. Yeah, it's Michael. Yeah. yeah. So you're okay. Third pick or fourth? Third. third. Okay. Yeah. So. So I, okay, this is, this is, these are my four characters that I have and I'm going to make like a final, okay. So I've already, I've already like said that I, Troy Nelson is one of my characters. I just yeah. like the scene with the serial slurpings and all time. <laughs> um, we have gone 46 minutes in this podcast without saying the name Adam Driver. And I just mm. want to say if Oscar Isaac's my one, Adam Driver's like my really close to. I <laughs> love Adam Driver. Oh my god! Al Cody, also also Arthur Milgram. Really? Oh, well, he's okay. gonna he's got to change. He's got to get the name changed legally soon. He's yeah. In the film, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to the Annette soundtrack this morning, by the way. Anyway, yeah. um, I got Lewin Davis for character. That's a bit obvious. Mm -hmm. And then, do you know what? I'm gonna go for the cat. The cat that's, is my pick. That's a, cat's pick. a great pick. It's a great pick. Yeah. And because the cat gets to live my dream of being in the arms of Oscar Isaac. <laughs> is this where you cry? Every, every pick loops back around to Oscar Isaac. I respect that. <laughs> it's a great pick. I wanted to pick the cat. That's a really good pick. Yeah. I was going to pick the cat in Wildcard because I thought maybe it's not a character. Ooh, yeah. Because it's kind of a plot two cats. device. There is two There's cats. Two cats. One with which the cat am I talking about? You have to clarify for which cat you're Are you picking the one with the scrotum or the one without the scrotum? I'm going to take the female cat. I feel like the female okay. cat has like a more tragic story. She's left in the car. Yeah. You don't yes. know who, like, he just carries her around and then he just leaves her with dying John Goodman. That's, yeah. that, in that's the middle of winter. depressing scene. Yeah, I and know. Then, yeah. of course, coming back and, and he almost hit another presumably hitting the cat, which yeah. is, yeah. It's another potential wild card pick I was going to make was just him looking at Akron. That's like yeah. that was that hit that really hit me really hard because my it's like scene, the is way out, yeah. but yeah. Anyways. One of my scenes is the abortion doctor scene, but like yeah. we can yeah. Okay. Um All right, or actually so should on, I go on... Lewin? I should no uh, no, yeah. I'll go cat. No, I'll go, go cat. cat. You yeah. take the cat. You want yeah, the cat. I'll go cat. Yeah. Okay. So for my pick, I have song and I have character. So I think I have to take Roland Turner for my character. Oh my uh, god. Yeah, he's just it's just a perfect Coen Brothers cameo. Um, his every single thing he says is truly hilarious. Um, his toasted cheese product or something. His 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 kind of like indignation about Lewin Davis being a folk singer, describing twelve notes in a scale, not ukulele. three chords on an ukulele. What does the, the N stand for? Yeah, what does the N stand for? Lewin Davis. Yeah, everything is perfect. Um, the way he he like pokes with his uh <laughs> his cane his cane, and he also has like what is his line of dialogue? He he says the same thing. Oh, he's like you're gonna love this, or or you'll you'll find this interesting or something. What is it? I love it. Let me see. I have this. You're uh, this would interest you. That's what he says. He says yeah. this is this would interest you, and it's like <laughs> every single thing would interest someone because he just wants to tell a story. Um, I don't know. I think it's like hilarious. I John Goodman just knows exactly what the Coen Brothers want. 
and I, yeah, can, I can't get enough of Roland Turner. I kind of wish there was more of it, but it's like the right amount. It's yeah. the right amount of yeah. Roland Turner. Exactly. Yeah. I, we're coming back to my fourth pick, right? Which is a song. Mm-hmm. This is our last round. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'll just say like where I'm at with the song. Okay. Uh, I, I had ranked the death of Queen Jane first, which I would say I ended up taking the scene. So I'm not going to pick that. Yeah. Um, I had if I had wings second, oh. which is the one I wanted. Yeah. Um, so I think with great respect to the old triangle, uh, I'm going to take uh, Hang Me, Oh, Hang Me by Dave Van Ronk. Oh. Um, so like that to me, like that is a really good it's it, the, obviously the film opens on that song it's really depressing um but it's a really great performance by oscar isaac and it kind of sets the tone for the entire film and we kind of realize okay this is a different kind of corner brothers movie they're not gonna like the multi-cam thing really threw me when i first saw that because yeah. i was like these guys don't do that and uh it was just an incredible performance the whole atmosphere of the of the gaslight is perfect um but yeah i love that song i really wish i could take the old triangle the one with the 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 four guys with the white sweaters mm-hmm. that that song <laughs> it is on the soundtrack that song is stuck in my head more than any other song in this film it's i'm it's i'm always like about to break out into into a hum uh singing along to the song uh but i couldn't i just couldn't justify it when the other songs were up but that just shout out to that song it's incredible great so yeah so now we're under our last pick last round no michael oh, you've all you've right got... it's michael and then will yes yeah. wait so you, your last no pick. i thought i already picked three already though because i already yeah, you picked... need... did you pick your i picked wild pick... card song and character you didn't get your scene yet i didn't get my scene yet so i should yeah. start with scene oh, oh yeah, yeah i should end with so scene. it's your your ending with scene i just want to like i just want to like let all the listeners and you two know on like my process each of the categories for me has four picks based on like preference um so for scene these were my four picks i got the scene with mel and the secretary i really love the very first scene with mel and the secretary the secretary is a classic i love the the cincinnati thing the cincinnati thing is a perfect (laughs) back and forth i love the cincinnati thing it's for and there's no animosity between them they're just they're just trying to get over the they just need to find out where cincinnati is i love it yeah it's so good and that's also a scene that i shows kind of like the duality or the multiplicity of Lewin's character you know he's somebody sympathetic he needs a winter coat I just you know yeah and Mm -hmm. like you know I'm just like it's Oscar Isaac give the man a winter coat but then you know then he's not very nice afterward and to somebody who's like really supportive of him I all okay what are what are my three other scenes one of them was I picked all the scenes in the car and that kind of goes with your Johnny Five, Roland Turner. I oh, yeah, love, yeah. I five. love just the road Good trip. Yeah. yeah, the road trip, whole sequence. I love, mm-hmm. um, or sequence of scenes. Third, I picked abortion clinic scene. That's mm-hmm. heartbreaking and just career best Oscar. Yeah. Um, I'll go please, Mr. Kennedy. That's it. As as I, as my scene. I wrote down like quite a few few things about please, Mr. Kennedy. But <laughs> yeah. when Justin Timberlake's close up, there's a stand up bassist in the background, and he's just going absolutely ham in the background. Yeah. He's like, you can't quite see him. He's like the vocal is like it's Justin Timberlake solely in focus. But I just like I I picked him out while while I was going on. It's incredible. And also the studio executive, the studio executive, like yep. really getting into it. And near yep. the end, he's like full on, just like he's loving we got it. A hit. Yeah. And then of course, Lewin doesn't uh have an address so he ends up just getting getting paid directly for it he, he, he doesn't he get credited the, or anything he loses the uh he gets he doesn't get royalties yeah. that's the it's, biggest like no like that's like me screaming at the screen like yeah. no take the royalties don't yeah, take the money to. up front yeah my boy what are you doing because yeah. this is just also such a hit outer? Adam driver yeah <laughs> yeah outer <laughs> just an all-time al cody performance um it doesn't get better than that for, for Adam for Adam Driver, maybe. Well, it does get better. Oh than that. no, it does. It does get better Come than that. Come on. But it's, I don't, okay, we love Adam Patterson. Patterson? Is, Patterson does Patterson is like one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. Jim Jarmish. Jim Jarmish. It, yeah. But yeah. So I, I should I should take that back. I roll it back. That wasn't an all-time Adam Driver performance because his baseline is so high. That, I love Adam Driver, just those yeah. two. Oh. Yeah. Adam For Driver sure. and Oscar Isaac are my boys. I love yeah. them so much. They're my children. Okay, I'm done. I'm happy with my right. picks. I'm happy with All my right. picks. 
So really quickly before we we recap, I just want to point I'm, out some. I have one more pick. Oh yeah, one more pick. Go ahead. I have my yeah. wild card. So make it um, so what I'm going to select select is Greenwich Village, and that is because, as a setting. I love that. Yes, I I we we watched a documentary I think about set in the sixties about like the folk culture in New York, and uh, it was centered around a protest that was happening because I think the city was uh, banning some sort of like live performance or something like they that. They wanted to stop folk music. They wanted basically. to stop folk yeah. music basically, and it was like it was such a crazy documentary. But these police, like obviously, like brutalizing these people, and folk yeah. musicians. they're just folk musicians, and they want to just play their they folk, play the mandolin, yeah. and just and know. and the setting, like this is obviously like early Greenwich Village, and it's just like the Cohen's like honing in and like getting that, like that's it's amazing, and like this, it's, the precursor to Bob Dylan, I think, is super yes. important. Like they 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 chose to not do Bob Dylan, and it was perfect because that's because you know Lou and Davis is talented enough to make it if Bob Dylan's making it, yeah. But, Bob Dylan hasn't come around yet. The folk music has a better taken singer off yet. than Bob Dylan. Yeah, true. I mean, the, Bob Dylan is an all-time. I love Bob Dylan. Oh no, I just, I'm just joking. He's better, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's got a better. He's he's yeah, got a songwriter, not yeah. vocalist. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, and obviously, it's just an underrated New York film, really. Inside mm-hmm. Lewin Davis. Yeah. If you were to do a New York film draft, you know, Inside yeah. Lewin Davis would would be up there. So. Yeah. I'll take Greenwich Village for my wild card pick. So wait, so really police quick. were brutalizing oh. white people? Wait, what? It was yeah. it was folk musicians. I'm sorry. Musicians. Okay, I'm I'm being canceled at like the last minute. You <laughs> it, know, it's, it's bad shocking. when it's the shock. You don't think you it's know it's bad when the a, police are brutalizing white people. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's just a bunch of like really, it's probably like a bunch of rich white people, but <laughs> they're just get, they're getting brutalized by the police. And it's like what is going on? They're like, yeah, they just want to play their banjos so... and mandolins and and. Yeah, and they want to smoke their and they want to smoke their dope, and that's you know that's fair enough. So before we wrap it up, I just want to call attention to some of the things that I wanted to pick for wild card. Um, So the very first thing the guy says in in the alley when he says "What you do," perfect delivery. It does. That's my favorite delivery in the whole film for a line. Uh, Lou and Davis scrambling eggs. That's perfect when he's when he's got the sound of the scramble. It's just I love it. Um, The uh, the loon is the cat scene when he's on the phone with the cat <laughs> um the let's see the papa please in the please from mr kennedy that's great adam adam driver's ad libs um uh adam driver like man. does this funny laugh when he tells him he's got to change his, his or when he when he tells uh loon davis that he can't stay for too long just a perfect laugh i don't know if anyone noticed that but i loved it the gore finds silver tone so their guitar that, he, that they gave him to perform on is it like a beautiful guitar as a as a guitarist i oh I love yeah to, to play that guitar um, all the gore finds yeah johnny oh. five's poem uh also like the green fung the oh the my god fung. i love that scene the old like this one like remember he tells him he'd like it because it's old yeah before he starts singing the song <laughs> yeah, i love that you like this one because yeah, you like this one it's old yeah um also is johnny this Fung, this... yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah sorry no, no, no. Go ahead. I was thinking, is the it, what is it? Is it the second dinner party scene or the first dinner party scene? It's the first one. The... the second one, it's like there's like carbon copies, but just slightly different people. Um, when yeah. he comes back at the end, when he's mm-hmm. desperate for it for it for a bed to sleep in. Um, oh, the gate of horn, that's what it's called. The gate of horn, uh, as a setting. I was gonna pick that as a wild card. That's where Lewin Davis sang his song to to Bud Grossman. Uh and then Bob Dylan uh the fair, the fair, the well at the very end. Bob Dylan, deep like kind fake of Bob drop. Dylan. Yeah, deep fake Bob Dylan. It was, I mean, I, I, to me, that's that is like the perfect ending.